Hello, welcome to the January 2023 RD Energy Stay Current newsletter. This is Daryl Bragg, President of RD Energy. We thought we would start the year 2023 with both a look back, a, a brief look back at 2022, as well as a look forward in, uh, into 2023 and what might be um, the key drivers and events that could be happening that will affect natural gas and electric prices. You know, 2022 was a year for the record books. We started off January 2022, similar to what we're seeing now in January 2023. Uh, um, January 2022 started off cold in the West, warm in the East, and the feeling was pretty optimistic that... Uh, you know, prices trading at three seventy three to four dollars, and that hey, you look at the thirty to forty five day forecast, and the feeling was pretty optimistic that prices would actually probably tumble um, as we headed out of winter. But by mid by mid January, prices were up to five dollars, and and uh, then again, it was optimistic that hey, we got the price surge because of this cold weather we have coming on right now. But prices would still soften. But we saw that 2022 was not going to be that type of year. Instead, my max hit new record high levels in April at 7.27, basically. They hit again another one in June around 891. And then again in August at 935. Now, the fourth quarter did soften, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Basically, we were seeing price volatility that was so strong that we see from day to day prices fluctuating 50 to 80 cents on a day, one day up, one day down. So much was happening. Well, one of the major events that we really, you know, it this was proved to be critically important for U.S. natural gas and electric prices was the Freeport LNG terminal uh, that had a large explosion in June. And first, they thought it was going to be like a three-day fix, and then it turned into a three-month fix. And um, and basically, it's still off today, but it's supposedly repaired and waiting for regulatory approvals so that it might come on later in January. Uh, but again, we keep hearing that, but it will be coming on uh, again, probably later January, maybe February. But it, I think it will be a real you know, some type of a game changer in prices when it does come back on. Because when we look at 2022 and the impact it had, by it going offline in June, it ended up leaving 400 BCF of natural gas in the U.S. domestic supply. And that was a real game changer for U.S. prices. At the time that happened, there was a very real fear that as we were looking at prices around 891 at the time before it had the explosion, it was a real common um, feeling that prices could easily run to 10 to $12, maybe more, but in that 10 to $12 in MMBTU. You know, and then remember, we also had the Ukraine war going on. We had the Russian natural gas being uh, cut off to Europe and Ukraine. 
we had a lot of people. We had um, European prices going to nearly eighty to a hundred dollars in MMBTU. So we were the U.S. was shipping everything it could to um, to Europe and to take you know benefit from those prices. So you had a lot of stuff going on, but when that LNG explosion happened, leaving four hundred BCF in the U.S. That by year end changed everything because when we were going throughout much of the summer, our natural gas storage in the ground in the U.S. was at a very um, concerning level. Uh, We were very uh, behind. Uh, We had storage deficit uh, all summer long. And the storage deficit was actually running around 400 BCF short of where the storage was the previous year, which was still behind uh, our full capacity. So we're knowing that full capacity of, of U.S. storage was around 4 trillion cubic feet. Last winter, we, we entered this past winter at 3.6 uh, trillion cubic feet. And the expectation was that when we got to this winter, we would actually be even lower at about 3.2 trillion cubic feet. But because that 400 BCF of gas stayed in the U.S., over that fourth quarter, we had massive storage injections after the heat wave of the summer and the hot weather of the summer and air conditioning. All that was gone and the natural gas being used for that. That natural gas then went into storage and we actually made up 400 BCF, basically, of storage to where we entered the winter at, again, 3.6 TCF instead of what was forecast earlier in the year at 3.2 TCF, which is a a lot different, and thus we saw fourth quarter prices softening because of that. So we had a lot of price volatility. We had a lot of seeing, we saw prices run in uh, 2022 from nearly $4 to nearly $9.50, Again, that fear was prices were going to go even higher. And of course, when you see natural gas prices running, you know electric prices are right there with it because natural gas is the key driver of electric prices. So we had a lot happening there. Um, As we look at 2023, we have to say, okay, what did we learn from 2022 that could be something we can look to as, you know, uh, a forecast. So, again, when we look at where we currently are, um, natural gas NYMEX is trading at a little above $4. Uh, we're, we're, again, we're expecting, uh, we have weather forecasts looking at, um, you know, in that month of January, it's going to be warmer than normal in the... Um, east and colder than normal in the west so we're kind of setting up quite a bit looks very similar except you know right now we're even warmer uh this january as we speak than we were a year ago but but we have to remember that we are very early and we we are winter is not over so we in fact uh we're keeping (coughs) we're keeping a very close eye on the poss- on this possibly growing, when we're looking at various weather models, uh, actually even from NOAA, they're looking at 
this uh, starting this building of a the potential of a stratospheric warming event. And that is when when you have a stratospheric warming event, and hey, maybe you want to Google that and uh, find out the, the distinct definitions. So I won't go into that now, but the end result being that when when that happens, if it does occur, and it takes around thirty days for it to really build and ha- it really occur, but that could that really oftentimes leads to another polar vortex event. So it, right now, all eyes are looking at these models. Is it building? It is starting. The look is it is building, and that uh, if it does continue to build as it uh, as early indications are, it might that we could have another polar polar vortex event happening late January, early February, similar to what we had a couple years ago, and and that could be actually because of more of the stratospheric uh, warming event and uh, really affecting and splitting the polar vortex, that cold spell could be an extended cold spell, not as short-lived as the one we experienced in December, uh, which was not a stratospheric warming event, but it was a displacement of the polar vortex, more at the ground level rather than at the stratospheric level. So um, I know that's a lot to digest, but just know that there is that outlook that that could happen. We could be in for it. And so this, what happened in December, there were a lot of pipeline constraints around the country, natural gas pipelines. There were a lot of rolling blackouts and near rolling blackouts on electric grids throughout the U.S. So it's not a great harbinger to think that uh, we got that colder weather, and um, and uh, we had gas pipeline, uh, gas pipeline constraints, and rolling blackouts, and, and grid concerns. So, uh, if we see this uh, polar vortex event and this extended one really materializing and becoming something that we really are, you know, expecting, then you can imagine that traders, the energy traders, as well as the pipeline and grid operators are going to be very concerned and being keeping a very watchful eye and this that could easily affect prices quite a bit um we also know that the lng uh freeport lng plant will be coming back online it's a matter of when um and you know i think the traders are kind of they thought about the Freeport LNG plant so much in 2022, and we just saw delay after delay after delay. And so I think they're kind of tired of thinking about the LNG plant coming back online. So I kind of feel a little concerned that they are underplaying um, the LNG plant coming back online and that it could be a little bit more of a, a price changer than than uh than could be so uh you know right when when that freeport lng plant went offline in june 2022 u.s uh lng exports to like europe and asia was around 13 bcf a day freeport lng uh, was two bcf a day of that so now you know, the, as we are looking forward to the Freeport coming back on, we're now seeing that we've actually seen the U.S. producers send 13 BCF a, uh, a day of LNG without the uh, Freeport LNG plant. Uh, 
so they, that means that the existing uh, facilities in the U.S. has done some tweaking and some cleaning up and some processes to where they're able to make up and they're now shipping the, the capability of 13 BCF a day making that when Freeport comes on and they're back at maximum strength, it looks like we can actually be up to 15 BCF a day. Now, that's a lot of natural gas coming out of the U.S., going over to Europe and Asia and all that. So um, so that's something we have to also keep an eye on in 2023. Um, you know, we also know that natural gas is the number one fuel for electric and power generation. Uh, when we have heat waves in the summer and hot summers, natural gas uh, and the peaking plants that come on to that only are natural gas fired, natural gas is gobbled up in massive amounts during heat waves and all of that. So we have to keep in mind that with all LNG going out of the country, with the storage that needs to be rebuilt in the summertime, with if we get a hot summer and natural gas is, you know, uh, consumed in high quantities in the power generation, we have to kind of be concerned. Will we see gas prices and electric prices rebound as that demand for natural gas strengthens both globally and domestically? So one of the things I hear from, uh, you know, very optimistic consumers is that, hey, prices will fall because we have this recession looming. Uh, so industrial demand will likely fall um, in, the, in the U.S. And that is very likely to be true to some level. But the problem is when you have supply and demand so tightly balanced, not only domestically but globally, you have so many other things that could easily make up some of that uh, demand loss from a recession. It could be the power generation that we have a hot summer and that gas gets gobbled up in that, as we spoke before. It could be, you know, China recovering from their recession. They've been for a year. They had a uh, zero tolerance COVID policy that really hurt their manufacturing greatly. And now that they've eased that COVID-19 restrictions, they're now having a massive COVID-19 breakout, and that's keeping the um, manufacturing sector down. But they want to rebuild that mightily and qu as fast as possible. So we would see have to expect that sometime in 2023, when they get a handle on COVID, that they could be rebounding on their energy consumption as they try to bring back all the industrial demand uh, and uh, production that they lost over the past year, year and a half due to, the, uh, and when they come back on, their energy consumption and their LNG uh, consumption is extremely high. So uh, the U.S. is going to have uh, markets, it appears, in both Europe and Asia for uh, LNG, and that's why there actually are facilities being built and coming online possibly in early 2024 that will raise the 15 BCF uh, LNG export capability to closer to 25 BCF export capability. So again, that's another bullish uh, factor coming down the road is this increase in LNG capability uh, over the next uh, year, we got those things happening.
So the last thing I guess I'll mention uh, for this uh, podcast and newsletter is that we can't forget that U.S. producers um, before COVID-19 had more of a drill uh, they 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 had more of a drill baby drill uh, mentality. They had massive amounts of debt. They and prices were very cheap. Well, when COVID nineteen happened, uh, shareholders basically uh, these producers said, "Listen, you need to get yourself physically res- responsible. You've got to pay us higher dividends, and you need to not do the exactive drilling." as you've done in the past, and the producers listened. So what we're seeing now is while we're seeing some natural gas production growth and we're seeing new drilling and all of that, there's the, the return to the drill baby drill, the taking on all this new debt um, and letting prices fall just doesn't seem to be in the cards. The, the landscape for the U.S. natural gas and oil producers has changed with this new mentality of fiscal responsibility of higher prices so that they can pay higher dividends to their shareholders and keeping prices elevated. So this idea that prices are going to plummet uh, back down to the pre-COVID-19 levels seems to be, um, you know, something that the producers do not want to occur and they do have a lot of control of that they can they can stop the drilling they can slow down so i think one of the reasons we may not see prices get back down to those levels is due to production as well so in the u.s and globally we have a very tight supply and demand balance for natural gas and electric And when you see times during that, even though you have a tight supply-demand balance, you're going to see periods in the year, maybe like the fall shoulder season, when there's excess supply and we'll see prices going down. Uh, But also times during the summer and the winter when when demand is higher because the consumption is higher, we can see prices rise again. So there's so many factors that affect either supply and demand that causes prices to fluctuate accordingly due to the oversupply or undersupply situation. So again, we should see price volatility pretty high. We may see prices really low, uh, look very attractive compared like today, and see things that three months from now, they could be drastically different. So we live in a new a world where price volatility is kind of a constant and that we need to take advantage of those opportunities to buy uh you know at the right time uh rather than like a point in time and that's where we get back to our uh, kind of our rd energy recommendation you know we like to say be strategic be informed be nimble and be watchful in 2023 Natural gas prices in 2022 range from $4 to $9.35. Price volatility was extreme in 2022, and I don't expect that to really change in 2023. So we know that there will be attractive buying opportunities in 2023, but I guess I'd have to say for those consumers who so far has been able to avoid having to be out into the marketplace 
and and new contract, new natural gas and new electric prices, they're still in for a little shock because they're going to see prices higher today than pre-COVID-19. So they're going to, um, you know, find those prices. They're also going to find market volatility. And so the, the big... The thing is, you've got to be able to find the right opportunity based on um, what's happening in the market. And so recognizing when those buying opportunities are is really difficult, especially when you really haven't been in the marketplace a whole lot. You're seeing prices higher. You don't like prices being higher than what you were paying before. You have a hard time you know, adjusting to that mentality that the prices are higher and uh, the higher they go, the harder you have you have to digest that. So basically, it comes back to the building blocks of being strategic, meaning looking beyond what how you've bought in the past, looking at other products like dollar cost averaging, looking at other ways to look, be, be strategic. And then you want to be informed. At RD Energy, that's what we do. We try to find and inform our customers and, and prospects of what are the key drivers making prices what they are today and what are the market trends. That is kind of really one of our basic foundation uh, building blocks is of RD Energy is watching the market trends and drivers and helping our customers buy at the right time. And so, and then, you know, we say you need to be nimble. That means being able to make a decision and act on it when opportunity knocks. So many consumers get paralyzed of to inact, you know, being inactive when with prices moving like they are and they don't know what to do and they kind of <coughs> get paralyzed in making a decision. And so you, you have to recognize Prices are higher today. They're not going to be repetitive of what you've done in the past. There's a whole new world. Now let's be, uh, again, let's look beyond what you've done in the past. Let's, let's find out. Let's get data. Let's understand it a little bit more. And then let's be nimble enough to act when the opportunity knocks. And then, you know, we, we say be watchful. And that means, again, that... You need to buy at the right time rather than when your contract is about to expire. So many buyers look at prices and say, um, my contract is up this one particular month. I'm going to look at things 30 days or 60 days beforehand and buy then. That could be great or that could be horrible for you. So looking at the data and all of our building blocks were talked about, buying at the right time rather than just when you have to is often more uh, beneficial and uh, brings about more competitive. Because we know, we understand the majority of buyers want, you know, feel that price is king. And we get that. So we don't believe price can be king if you don't do things strategically and if you don't do things being informed or you're nimble or you're watchful so we believe that with you do that if you if you can kind of take on this new uh, set of uh, things in your in your thinking process of decision making procurement process 
you can look that. And then when we look at our strong portfolio of suppliers, we then find the best price at the right time under the right conditions. And so based on the right data. So we believe that price king price is king, but price you can't be king if you're not looking things with the building blocks, you know, built into that model. So we think we we use those building blocks. We think you should, and we 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 our clients I think trust us to know that uh, we're looking at things for them. So we want to help you establish those building blocks for your energy procurement in 2023. So if we have a New Year's resolution, it's that, that we can help, you you know, prospects and even some current clients who have not been uh, uh, here with us as long to know that those four key building blocks is what makes the finding the best price possible, even in a rising market, even in an an elevated market and a price volatile market. Data is there, trends are there, and we could use that to our advantage to help our customers buy at the right time. So welcome to 2023. Welcome to RD Energy. And we look forward to hearing from you in the very near future whenever we can help you out. Thanks so much and uh, talk to you soon.